What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show, the entire universe of the fight podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 346 of the show. If you like stuff like this, you like what we do, please like, share, and subscribe to this video. We appreciate everybody who is watching, especially today. We're going ahead and doing this live. We appreciate everybody who is watching live. Remember, the Fight Podcast is everywhere. Podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. All right. So this is what we're going to do today. We have about 10 minutes. We're going to go ahead and recap everything that happened this past weekend in the world of fights. So what that entails, obviously, we're going to go ahead and talk about everything that went down to UFC London this weekend, as well as Bellator 283. I believe that was in Tacoma, Washington, if not my mistaken. But uh, regardless, man, uh, this weekend was an interesting one, right? There was a lot of a lot of potential, and it was one of those things that I think everybody was so hyped for UFC London. I mean, we had everything. We had every, the, the Patty Pimblett fans, the Beanball Molly fans, and then we had a main event with Curtis Blaze and Tom Aspinall that we already knew that the winner of this fight would probably end up being pegged to, I'm not going to say he's up next because of what's going on with the heavyweight division, but he was definitely in the hole. He was definitely going to be one of the guys that was in the top three ready to potentially get a title shot if something doesn't come to fruition, whether that be with Stipe Miocic and John Jones or Francis ever comes back, whatever that is. We knew one of these guys was going to win, but... UFC London as a card, I'm not going to lie to you guys, it, it really didn't live up to what I think a lot of us anticipated. I think we were so overwhelmed and hyped and emotional even in how the first UFC London went down a couple months ago, and it was the first time they were, were across the pond in a while, and everything went perfectly, right? Tom Aspinall won in, in, in emphatic fashion. Patty Pimblett won in emphatic fashion. Meatball Molly wins in emphatic fashion. And then not just them, every everybody else delivered. It was like all those dudes and women knew it was time to show up, and they did. Well, look, three months later, <laughs> not the exact same thing happened. So um, the card itself, mm, it wasn't the greatest card, but some of the people that we wanted to show up absolutely did. We'll talk about them in a second. But main event, man, second week in a row that the UFC's you know, main event is unfortunately kind of hit with some some injuries. And granted, I, I go back and forth with the injury with Yair Rodriguez and uh, Brian Ortega, especially because the injury, you know, to Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez was like pulling on his arm and stuff like that. So him yanking on his arm kind of caused the injury. So I still give, obviously, Yair the win with that one. But in terms of this one, Tom Aspinall throws a kick 15 seconds in. He ends up hurting, whether it be his patella's knee, we really don't know at this point yet, but he injures himself 15 seconds into the fight. Now, what can we tell about 15 seconds? I'll be honest with you, not much. We can't really say much about 15 seconds, but one thing we do know is that it looked like potentially it was going to be a really good fight. We saw in those 15 seconds, Curtis Blades was doing what he actually did in his last time out, and he was actually taking it to his opponent. You saw him going downhill. You saw him throwing, you know, big strikes and kind of putting um, the Brit on his heels. Unfortunately, you know, the injury happens 15 seconds in. Curtis Blaze gets the fight, gets the win. Um, I'm concerned for Tom Aspinall because of this. And my thing is this. He's young. He utilizes his movement. So I'm curious to see how, one, how long he takes to get back, and two, I want to see what ends up happening in terms of his, a lot of his style is predicated on ability and mobility. 
Unfortunately, he doesn't have that. Uh, at least we'll end up seeing, and he's a big dude. So we'll keep an eyes and ears. But salute to Chicago's very own uh, Curtis Blades and getting the win. All right. Uh, moving right along, let's talk about the co-main event. Co-main event um, was a little bit of a weird one. And uh, it, because it was definitely the fight with uh, Jack Hermanson and uh, Chris Curtis. It was a fight that I thought the only way that Chris Curtis, or should I say Jack Hermanson was going to win, was going ahead and taking down uh, Chris Curtis, who has really been on a tear. And I feel like I talked about it last week. I'm a huge fan of what Chris Curtis has been doing. And Jack Hermanson has kind of been on a little bit of a skid. He was on a three-fight losing streak, so he needed something. And he went out there and actually outstruck Chris Curtis. Now, Chris Curtis's game plan to me was really strange. He was just following his opponent around. I, I generally don't understand what he was doing and thinking why he was doing that. But at the end of the day, um, he is a guy who's 35 years old. He is a guy who has been overperforming. So he took this on short notice. He didn't have it all the way today. It's I think it's totally fine. I don't think his stock drops with this one. But in terms of Jack Hermanson, it gets weird. Because at 185, if we look down the list, the best person from the fight would still be, would absolutely still end up being uh, Darren Till, who he was slated to fight as a co-main event on this one as well. But uh, because, again, right in front of at number eight is Sean Strickland. He already beat him. And if you go down the list, it doesn't get any easier. So I think if you look back at it, maybe Derek Brunson. If not that, I absolutely think when you run it back with Darren Till. All right, let's talk about the two stars of the show. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Patty Pimblett is somebody whom I, I have been hypercritical of. Uh, I've seen holes in his game. So one thing that I'm always looking at, especially when I saw a fight with Jordan Levitt, I'm like, yo, Jordan Levitt isn't a scrub. I think this is where this hype train might end. Yo, <laughs> I could not have been more wrong. Patty Pimlin goes out there, and that's the thing that I think makes him so compelling, right? Is that, yo, he he does have holes in his game, and he goes for it every time. Um, he goes out there, gets a second-round finish, uh, rear naked choke, hurts you know Jordan Levitt with the big knee, uh, goes out there, traps his right arm, ends up getting the with his leg, gets the rear naked choke, beautiful sequence, really slick back take, one of the best slickest back takes I've seen, and and I love it. After this crowd's going nuts, he cut an amazing, amazing, uh, I, I want to say promo, but post-fight speech uh, where he was ended up actually talking about, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, mental health, and a, a friend of his unfortunately committed suicide. And how, you know, even as men, we need to go out there and actually talk to one another and, and get help and things like that. So salute to him for going out there and, and, and putting out a positive message in the way that he did, especially after such a great performance. Because he could have said some wild shit. And he didn't. He went out there, was really true to himself, really composed, and, and, and said some beautiful words, man. So salute to Patty Pimblett. Now, moving forward, I think it gets dicey. Because if you're looking at people, he's not ranked to this point. But now we're going to strap the rocket ship on, ship, ship on him, especially the way he is performing. Somebody close to him is a Jalen Turner. I, I, I don't see that fight going well because of the holes, but we'll talk about that in, in a later date. All right. Uh, Molly Meatball. Molly goes out here. Uh, Molly McCann goes out and absolutely destroys uh, Hannah Goldie. She ended up landing a huge spinning back fist three minutes and 52 seconds into the very first round, 24 significant strikes to nine. Uh, she went out there, she put on a show, knocks her out, hops the cage, and, and just starts kicking it. You're right. The rest of the night, she's over here pounding whiskey and, and, and doing all kinds of stuff. She had an absolute ball. Uh, but I, I, I will say this Hannah Goldie is somebody that I think is 
She's a solid fighter, but at the end of the day, is Hannah Goldie going to be here for a very long time? I'm not sure. Um, I think that Meatball Molly is really good, and I think she is a better than even like a Bechkohea or somebody like that. But in terms of seeing her fighting some of the champions that the dogs at, at, at in her weight class, you know, at 115 at this point in time, I, I don't think she's she's that woman to this point, and I don't know if she'll ever be. Now, some people were pissy about all of her celebrations. Look, man. If you want to take any win and treat it like it's a Super Bowl uh, or, you know, a world championship, go right ahead. She's fun. She's living her life. Uh, salute to me, Ball Molly, and what another amazing performance by her. All right. Uh, a couple other notables on this card before we move it on. Um, uh, Nikita Kreloff goes out there and KOs Alexander Gustafson in the fair first round. I hate to say it like this. I think it's absolutely time for Gustafson to retire. All right, moving right along. Bellator. Bellator 283 was this past weekend. It was Jason Jackson, who was 16 and three or 16 and, and uh, four against the former champion in Douglas Lima. Yo, Jason Jackson goes out there and wins a unanimous decision against Douglas Lima. And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is rough because Douglas Lima is a guy that two years ago, I was saying might be the best welterweight in the world. And now he's on a four or five losing streak. He, he lost you know, um, to um, Amosov. He lost when he moved up to Musasi. He lost in the rematch to MVP, and now he lost this fight to Jason Jackson. Jason Jackson, though, was on an absolute tear. 7-2 um, in uh, Bellator, seven win or six wins in a row. Salute to him. This dude is really hitting his stride. And if we look at some of the people that he's actually defeated recently, yo, man, you can't hate on what he's doing. He's going out there and not doing absolute work. Listen to who he's beat in, in the last few uh, few fights. Douglas Lima, Benson Henderson, Neiman Gracie, and Paul Daly. That, that's a little bit of a run, man. So I love what I'm seeing from him. Uh, salute to Jason Jackson. Uh, now, Usman Namagredov also goes out there, uh, dominated uh, uh, Chris Gonzalez, and went out there and called for a title shot. Look, I don't know if he's going to get one just yet, but Usman Nurmagomedov is very good. Chris Gonzalez is a very good fighter. And I'll be honest with you guys, man, he got eaten up. He got cut through just like Swiss cheese, man. So um, at the end of the day, Nurmagomedov is a real deal. All of these uh, little Khabibs are are nasty. And, uh, and, and all in all, man, it was a decent fight weekend. I'm not going to say it was the greatest ever, but it was a really good one. Now, if you go out here, you check your stopwatch, that's been about 10 minutes. And this has been episode 346 of the Greatest Combat Sports and Culture Show, the entire universe, the Fight Podcast, uh, a recap for UFC London and Bellator 283 in 10 minutes or less. Make sure you check out the Fight Podcast everywhere podcasting is available. Like, subscribe, share. We're um, Also, make sure if you see it right up under us, check us out Etsy.com. We have gear, just like this sweatshirt and hoodie I'm wearing right now. We have T-shirts, uh, other sweatshirts, different styles, mugs. Check them out. You'll love it. Uh, and if you like shows like this and much more, please check out The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast, uh, at The Real Fight Pod on Twitter, and as well as make sure you check me out at The Surge Vicente. All right, guys. Love you guys. This has been episode 246 of the Fight Podcast. We will see you next time on the show.